had need of, blew right in right then. Came a sound from heaven, rushing mighty wind, filled all the house where they were sitting, appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and sat upon each and every one of them. And the Bible said they were all filled. Didn't 
sound like anybody was just a quarter or a half or, you know, only three-quarter in the tank here. But they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they all began to speak with other tongues or languages as the Spirit gave them the utterance. I was thinking that uh, how everything, everything that the church needed was presented through the Spirit right then and right there. It was the beginning. It was not the ending. It was the beginning of things. Beginning of the church in the earth. The New Testament body of Christ. And how that this church began to go everywhere. And as they worked, God worked with them. Confirming His Word. And that is, makes a big difference because a lot of people carry a Bible. And a lot of people don't know what it says. But there are some people who have studied for a long time and do know things that it says, and yet their eyes are holden from the truth of the Scriptures. Unfortunately, they don't have something in their heart that God is looking for that would give them, if you please, the combination to the truth safe and that would open to them and begin to give them the most essential. Jesus did make it clear that it was necessary that a person be born again off water and of the Spirit, or they could not see or enter into the kingdom of God. It was a requirement. It was an essentiality. It is, not, it is a must. It is not something that you can try to end around on or go under or go over, for Jesus said he was the door. And he said if you try to go any other way, the same is, not is as, but the same is a thief and a robber, not a good place or category to find yourself or put yourself in to be categorized. You want to be putting yourself with that number that was in that upper room and where they went from there and have continued low these almost 2,000 years bringing this essential message. We bring the essentials to you. And I'm glad we don't just bring the bare essentials, but we bring the fullness of the essentials. And we're not going to put anything on you, the writer said, that's not necessary. We're not going to load you down with extra baggage or weights. As a matter of fact, we're going to lay aside every weight. And we're going to get rid of things that are out of balance and the Scriptures don't teach. But what the Scripture teaches, thus saith the Lord, we're going to bring that to you. We're going to bring what's necessary because we want to make heaven our final destination for all of eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. We're not going to let one jot or one tittle fail. As Jesus said, not the smallest little thing is to be overlooked because the thing that could be thought small with God is big. And uh, as it is written, it, some things should not be thought of as uh, seemeth it, but a small thing unto thee. We don't want to ever look at the things of God as small and non-essential and uh, just some little extra thing hanging around here. We're, we're not wasting time and we don't have anything to waste, period. What we know is right and what we're going to teach is correct from the Holy Ghost and we're not going to drop any of that to the ground and we're not going to try to embellish or add extra to it, neither. We're going to stay with subject matter and with chapter and verse. And uh, as uh, one individual, I've had this happen 
more than once. But just recently, I received a call, and in this call, the person was weeping and very broken, and the individual had left us, I'd say at least 10 years ago, and I know time flies, and sometimes it's a little hard to, to put the amount of years to it, but I'm judging pretty well that it was about 10 years, and uh, this person called out of the blue and began to weep and cry and began to beg me to be able to come back to our church, to our program. And uh, I begin to deal with the case, deal with things case by case. But the individual, I said, I want to know why you want to come back. What is your motivation for wanting to come back? And the individuals didn't want to say anything bad against anybody, and we don't ever want to do that. But in trying to be forthright uh, about the feelings that, and things that this individual had experienced, this individual went on to say that uh, I've, I've been, unfortunately, to more than one church. I've hopped around, and I know that's not right, and I'm tired of doing that, and I'm, I'm getting a little older now, and I'm determined that I'm going to make it, and said I've gone to places where it's the same faith, and it's the same uh, basic core teaching there about how to be saved, said, but yet, there is a difference between what I've been bouncing around to and what I left. There's a difference. And, and I, I, it's hard for me kind of to put it in words, but it's almost like people come and they're taught the basic, but then they're not led to where they're truly being saved and, and doing what, what God's Word teaches. And, and there, there's a weakness, I guess would be the word. And I'm saying to you that the Bible teaches where, in, in a positive way, teaching to us that where there is vision, that people will flourish. Where the church is not going to be withered up. The church is not going to be lacking fruit. The church is not going to be weak and emaciated. The church is going to be strong. The church is going to be powerful. The church is going to be doing the will of Almighty God. And yes, some will fall to the right and some will fall to the left, but it's not coming to the core church. The church is going to stand. The church is going to be proven out to be God's church. God's church. His church is for whosoever will. For everybody. For everybody. You're going to flourish. You're going to grow well. Sometimes people have, in the moment of temporary insanity, and their senses taking leave of them, and uh, they, uh, you know, somebody said one time, what happened to your get up and go? And they said, it got up and went. Well, sometimes when it gets up and goes, it takes sense with it, good common and spiritual sense. goes with it right out the door, right out the window. And, uh, but the, the thing that I'm saying to you is the church, the church is going to give you the kind of preaching, if you please, that's going to put some meat on your bones. It's not going to uh, be weak and watered down and cause you to be lacking in strength. The church is not going to uh, bring up people that are going to be lacking in faith either. They're going to be people of great faith. They're going to be, there are, will be people who will be able to draw from the church on the gift of faith. There will be people that God will raise up within the body of Christ universally. People that will be a part of the body of Christ, that they're going, they're going to bloom. And I, you know what I like about bloom? I like that word because there's an old 
adage, and it, it's a good adage, and it said that uh, bloom where you plant it. Well, let me tell you something. When God plants you somewhere, and we are referred to as the plantings of the Lord, when the Lord plants you, then you ought to bloom right there. You, you can't allow yourself to get weak and say nothing's going to work and to all of a sudden get this, this attitude, this uh, sourpuss attitude. you got to bloom where you're planted. If you're in the church and you're getting the right nutrient and you're getting fed on the Word and your trees of the Lord are full of sap, the Bible said. That's the nutrient. It's pulling out of the earth every kind of vitamin that's needed to make the, the stem strong and to make the leaf green and get all of the right things working properly and so that it will produce fruit and we are told to produce fruit unto eternal life amen we're going to bloom we're going to bloom we're going to grow well and we're going to bloom everybody said praise the Lord one of the uh, psalms that is very uh, along with all of them that's dear to our heart and but a little more familiar is uh, Psalm 23. And when you look at the, the psalm, and you slow it down just a little bit in your mind, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want it. That means I'm not going to lack. I'm not going to be lacking here. I tell you, the church is fat and flourishing. That's not talking about obesity. That is talking about you being full of nutriment. And, and that you're not all, uh, what is that people become? Uh, uh, what's that word? Uh, bulimic? You know? And, and, and they, 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 they look like a stick. They look like a toothpick. You know, because they're, they're not eating. I know there's another word for it. Anorexic. Thank you very much. Nice to have a word perfect out there. Anorexic. There you go. I should have got it by mental telepathy, right? Everybody was thinking that. But uh, anorexic, that's right. And, and you see these people, and they look like walking skeletons. Their skin is stretched on their skull, and everything is sunken in and hollow, and there's dark circles around their eyes, and, and uh, their, their wrist, you know, you could, you could put your finger around, your, your two fingers right around that wrist. It's so skinny, and, and they're just bony. They're just absolutely bony. Well, I'm telling you, the church is not like that because the church has vision. And where there's vision, people flourish. They're going to be what your Bible called fat and flourishing. They're going to be people that are, are, are blooming. They're going to be people that are sprouting out and popping out with the fruit of the Lord. They're going to be like that fruit that they brought out of Canaan land. And it took two and it put those grapes over the staff. Two big, strong Brother Chuck men and Brother Taylor men to get that big hunk of fruit out of that place and bring it back. And it convinced some people that we can go do this and we need to go do this. It's too bad for those old weak-kneed jellyfish cowardly people that said we've already turned back in our heart and we're going back to Egypt. We want all the things back there. They never made it back to Egypt. They wandered for 40 years in circles and what a terrible existence that was till they died in that desert of sin that wilderness of sin in their bleached bones. I'm telling you what you want to be where the preaching is solid. You want to be where you can get some meat on your bones. You want some meat and potatoes and some good veggies. You want to eat the whole not just the sweetness of it. Amen. Going to the 
heart of the matter. Uh, also in Psalm, Psalm 1, which is another familiar and one that's close to us. Blessed is the man, or that means human, woman, man, woman, boy, girl, that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know, you just don't have an appetite for people that are ungodly, that talk ungodly. Now, let me tell you, when you talk, when you talk unbelief, that's ungodly. Okay, that's nothing like God, and He's coming back. The, the, uh, the writer said that Enoch said that the Lord, behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of His saints, and that when He comes, He's gonna He's gonna punish the ungodly. And he must have used the word ungodly about five times in that one verse and said he's going to punish them and, and for all of their ungodly ways and ungodlike ways. God is a God of faith. He's not a God of unbelief. So I'm going to tell you right now, you better get that sourness out of your heart. You better start speaking words of faith. You better start saying things are going up and things are going to grow and God is going to heal and God is going to save and God's going to fill with the Holy Ghost and God's going to work every sign, wonder, and miracle and He chooses to work to confirm His Word. You need to start speaking faith. Amen. I doubt that there's a, a child in this building that doesn't know the difference between uh, sour and sweet. You know, they know the difference. You've got to know when you're looking down and out and down your nose and you're saying all kinds of junk, you've got to know that that's sour grapes. It's got to leave your teeth setting on edge. You've got to grow up in God and you've got to start talking God-like and you've got to start bringing faith and where he'll look at you and say, oh, I recognize that's great faith. That's great. That's why a woman went home and found that daughter taken care of that was grievously vexed with the devil. That's why another person had a dear servant that was uh, taken care of in route. He just spoke the word and the guy didn't even get home and they ran out and said, he's better. He's better. He's better. And he said, what? time was he better he said about even time yes he said that's just what he said that's just exactly what he said you want faith faith in God blessed is that person that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly just just walking in it you know just makes you feel like they're just like a kid you know you, if it rains out there and there's three mud puddles in that whole parking lot they're going to find the three mud puddles just, just going through the slosh, going through the, the water and the mud, and the, and the, you know, that which just, you know, makes a mess in your life. Blessed is that person. Happy and to be envied is that person. People are not happy around sour pusses. People do not envy people who are got their lower lip on the ground all the time. People are not happy to be around people who are down and out and always sad and always complaining. They're not happy to be around them. You know, uh, Noah, he, he sent out a, a raven, and a raven came back. And I'm going to tell you what, if you're going to send out a ravenous spirit, then you're going to get that back. You don't want to send out something that's tearing up and destroying and a ravenous wolf. You don't want that kind of spirit coming off of you. You, you want the love of 
God coming off of you. You want people to recognize the light of life that you're called to walk in. You want people to see the fruit of the Spirit exhibited in your life by your Spirit. Have you never read? Having these precious promises, dearly beloved, cleanse yourself of all filthiness of flesh and spirit. you got to get that nasty out of there. you got to get that nasty, sour attitude out of there. Amen. You know, things have a way of progressing. Because if you walk in the counsel of the ungodly long enough, then you're going to be standing in the way of sinners. You know, spirits have a way of running in packs. That's what they do. And you're going to be standing in the, in the way of sinners, the way sinners go, the way they think. And the way they think directs them to the ways they go. And you start thinking in the wrong patterns. Uh, that's what I told this individual. I said, you, uh, you, you want to come back for the right reasons. I said, you're going to have to understand something. That same old devil's going to come around. And uh, I said, you're going to have to change your pattern of thinking. You're going to have to pray and ask God to make you new in the way you think. Oh, yes, you've got the baptized right here. And you got the Holy Ghost right here. I said, but you, you went the wrong path. I know. Well, okay. And, uh, but now I'm just telling you, you're going to have to change the way. you got to sing a different tune. What do you say? Sing a new song. <laughs> you got to, you know, I always tell about the, the guy that uh, he was a, a singer and, and um, he was kind of rough and craggy voice, somewhat like me. And he uh, played that guitar, some like I don't. And, uh, but he, he had a, he really did have a good personality. And, and uh, when he sang and played, and it would make you, uh, joyful and happy. Uh, he was singing about God, you know, that's all I listened to. And he was singing about God, and matter of fact, I had a preacher tell me the other day he was listening to it, and that, what we were talking about, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that preacher telling me, yeah, I was listening to that, you know, I said, well, you were listening to the oldie goldies on that one, of that, of that gospel singing. But anyway, he was saying how good it made him feel. And uh, so this guy singing this song, he, he, uh, he was talking about taking your great big light and putting it on top of the mountain. And he said, you know, we don't have a little light. We have a great big light. And uh, he said he said that uh, this guy was with them there, and this guy was known of the rest of the people because this guy was always singing the blues. Boy, I feel bad. You know, just always something down, something bad, something dragging everybody down, something depressing. Something, something complaining, you know. <laughs> and he said, he said, hey, man. He said, we're up here trying to get it together. And he said, and you're down there in the basement digging holes. He said, how about we sing a new song here? <laughs> how about you, you change this a little bit? You've got to pray. And I've told you before, you don't need to brag on yourself. You'll only get in trouble with God. You need to tell God what a low-down skunk you are, how nasty your spirit's been, how long your tongue has been, how sour and bitter your attitude has been. I tell you about the man that went in the pet shop, and he had a great big overcoat on, and he had his hat on, you know, and he had his great big overcoat on, and that overcoat wrapped over a little bit. And he went in there because his motive was he was going to steal one of the pets. 
and the pet that he stole was a fox. And he put that fox in there and he wrapped it over. And he was making his way out of the pet store. It was kind of long and narrow, like those bays are in malls. Or not malls, but shop. What are they? Trip shop malls, plazas, places, anorexia, whatever. <laughs> and he's, he's making his way out of there. And all of a sudden, he feels this horrible pain. And, the next, and he's trying to get by everybody and bumping off this one, bumping off that one because of the pain that's going on inside of him. And he, he uh, all of a sudden, his, his trench coat, which was a, like a light color, it started showing a red color. And he finally was making it, thought he was going to make the front door, and he couldn't make it. He fell over, and he rolled on his back, and the, and the coat opened up, and the blood was everywhere, and that fox ran out. And that's what bitterness will do to you. You ever read about that root of bitterness that defiles many? It's like a long-clawed animal, and it gets inside of you, and it will rip you up. It will tear you up on the inside. It will take you down plants and bleed you out that you do not want to go. I'm telling you, you want to ask God, help me here, Lord. I am bitter. I am sour. I'm, I'm sending out signals that people go away from me and it's not working here. I'm, how am I ever going to win a soul? How am I ever going to even attract anybody to want to be near me if you don't help me? Help me, Lord. Help me here. Help me and put me in a Holy Ghost attitude. Give me that fat and flourishing. Let me be among the number that are got a vision here. No, I've, most of you know the 11th commandment, right? You know the 11th commandment? Raise your hand. Thou shalt not complain. Give God a big hand. Amen. Amen. You know, on the number line, it starts with zero, and I think we should have put that one ahead of all the other commandments so that when you went to the commandments, you wouldn't complain your way through them. <laughs> Everybody said, praise the Lord. You can be seated. Amen. We don't want to find ourselves standing in the way of sinners. We don't want to be any part of them and their thinking, their attitudes, and their, their nasty spirits and words and thought patterns. We don't want that. We don't want that at all. Amen. And uh, we don't want to find ourselves in sitting in the seat of the scornful. See, that old devil, he brings another one with him. Have you ever read? And he said... Uh, cast the devil out. He said he walks through dry places and finding no rest. He gets seven more. And you know it said he gets seven greater than himself. You might want to read that a little more carefully and put see that word there because that, that could shake you just a little bit I think. That is bad enough I had one and God casted that out of me. Now, now that enemy's going to come back and he's going to bring bigger and badder guys. Okay? Bigger and badder ones and they're going to come back and they want to re-enter this house. And this house has been emptied. This house has been swept. This house has been clean. If I didn't know it was the Holy Ghost, I'd have thought it was my wife in there. But anyway, empty, swept, clean, garnished, ready to go. Oh, yes, friend. Everybody said hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. And everybody, it's like one woman testified one time, and she said she was grumbling about doing the laundry, and she was grumbling about having to iron and things that were related around the house. And she grumbled and she sourpussed and she complained and she's making her husband miserable and making everybody miserable. And, uh, and so she said the next thing she knew, she got sick. 
and she was in the bed for two weeks. And she said, when I got better and the Lord healed me and I got out of that bed, she said, the first thing I did was go do laundry and started ironing those shirts. She said, I never was so glad to see laundry. I never was so glad to find a broom. I never was so glad to feel good enough to do things that need to be doing. Let me tell you, when you get sour and you're in the flesh, nothing satisfies. There's always going to be a complaint, but you better call to remembrance what I told you, thou shalt not complain. Because it's been said, go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon thee. Amen and amen. Woo! Everybody said hallelujah. Let me see if I can get back on track. You can be seated. <laughs> Let me rein myself in here. Whoa. Get myself over here. Okay. So I will move on to notice what he said. After we get past these three spirits, then you come to verse 2, but his delight. Blessed is this man. His delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight makes you happy. You read it, and it makes you happy. You get around it and associated with it, it makes you happy. It's like the young man many, many years ago when we pastored in a church, and um, this young man would come to church, and he was very stout and very strong, and, and he told me, he said, uh, one day, he said, I was riding with him somewhere, he said, you know, uh, pastor, he said, when I come to church and I hear the singing and the music and the whole thing, he said, I feel so good. He said, and when I leave church and I listen to my old rot gut music, he said, which would be anything that's not about Jesus, he said, when I listen to that, he said, I, I, I feel terrible. He said, I, I want to beat people up. He said, I just get in trouble. I, I just feel bad about it all. Oh, yeah. His delight, though, is in the law of the Lord. It makes you happy. It makes you happy. And in his law, doth he meditate day and night you start thinking about it you start thinking yourself as one writer said I think myself happy you start ordering thoughts in a, in a spiritual order there that uh, you begin to stack up these successes you string together these spiritual successes these things that God has done the wondrous things that God has done and his delight, your delight becomes greater in the things that he's done and the things that he's doing and everything that he's about to do. And you're, you're just so delighted. You're, you know, when somebody's delighted, they're happy. They're smiling. You know, the, the muscles are working right. You ought to exercise the upward-moving muscles once in a while. Get them up there. Get that smile going, you know. It makes a big old difference. It can, the person you're coming towards, you meet them with a smile, it can change everything. And remember, you only have one time to make a good first impression. Only one shot at that, because after that, you're on to number two, three, and whatever number. You want to make that first one count. Okay. And he shall be, the one that is delight, meditation. He said, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And his leaf also shall not wither. Not going to wither. Not going to get all anorexic. I'm going to turn the wrong color and start drooping, you know. You know. And you're, you're just, you know, I'm standing out there in the lobby. Hi! And you're, you know. 
have to start over. Go back out, come back in. We'll try that again. <laughs> Everybody said, praise the Lord. All right. So he said, he's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf also shall not wither. And guess what? Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Prosper is a synonymous word with flourish. He's going to prosper. I'm telling you, he's not going to be all droopy. He's not going to be all Mr. Sad Sack. Not going to be all Miss Sourpuss. It's not going to be all dry. What did it call in one place? The figs, the figs would be so vile. It's not going to be vile. You ever bite into something that's just rotten and it's spoiled and it's vile? Man, you can't spit that out fast enough. Projectile vomiting. Woo, I don't want nothing to do with that. Ah, out. You don't want that. Don't know projectile vomiting. One of my kids owns a record in this church. I forget how many pews it went. Pew! Like the long jump, man. <laughs> Olympic record. Yeah, well, you can get something old nasty going on there. Get that in your system. First news you know, friend. <laughs> it's coming all right. You want it to get out of there. You want it to come on out of there. You want to get that old ugliness, that old nastiness. You want to prosper. You want to be fat and flourishing. Hey, and everybody said, praise the Lord. Well, and it, you know, it, I could go on and tell you that it said the ungodly are not so. <laughs> they're not that way. You're not going to find them with the fruit of the Spirit. You, they're not being fed right. They haven't got the right experience. And if they ever did have the right experience, they've allowed it to become so encased. Uh, their heart is fat as grease, the book said. And some people don't think fat meat is greasy. Do you know that? It's just all greasy. It's just all calloused over. Till it's not just, uh, uh, the writer said, it's not just a darkness, but it's a gross darkness. It's a hard and callousing situation. And, and when that grows over like that, it just causes things to die. It just causes things to wither. It just causes things to, to drop off the, the vine there, and they're no longer flourishing. And when you drop off the vine, there's just nothing left to do but rot. God hasn't called us to rottenness. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Now, I know you go into that defensive mode. Now, I'm not like that. Uh -huh. I just told you, you better pray and tell God you are like that. And you better tell God, I want, I want the last vestiges of that out of here. I want you to do an angioplasty. Is that what they call it? That's not the rhinoplasty, the angioplasty, where they go up that big old artery of yours and get down into those little arteries in your heart after they come up through the largest one, the aorta, and they get in through the ventricles and they get in through the veins and the arteries and they're cleaning out the plaque. They're getting rid of what causes you to have a heart attack. And you can have a spiritual heart attack if you're not careful. You want the blood to be flowing right. Not just the blood in this pump here, but you want the blood of Christ to be flowing. And it doesn't keep garbage around. It's going to send a garbage man to come by and get rid of all the buildup of that junk out of your system. You talking about Roto-Rooter? The Holy Ghost invented that long ago. He gets in there and he roots out all that junk. Amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Well, while you're standing, I will finish and try to do it on a positive note because I do believe in being positive and I do believe in being optimistic and I do believe in being encouraging. And I believe those are characteristics of my God. Everybody said amen. Amen. So, to make bold, sweeping movements. That's what the first resurrection is going to be like. 
But leading up to that first resurrection, there's going to be dramatic action. And that's what your Bible said in Daniel. They that know their God are going to be bold. And while others are fallen and others are withering and others are weak and others are limp-wristed and, and others don't have any backbone, you couldn't find it with, a, with thermal imaging. They just don't have it or MRIs or anything else. They just don't have it. And I'm telling you, that's what the individual is saying to me. I need, I need the right thing here. I need to get that coming back here. I, I, need, I need what's going to make me strong. I'm determined. I want to make it. Well, honey, you better get where you need to be at so you and, and realize that you kicked at it and you put dirt on it and you looked against it and you looked down your nose at it and you didn't appreciate what God was doing. Amen. We have an opportunity to appreciate all that God has done and all that He is presently doing. And believe me, that can set you upright to be ready and appreciative of what all He's about to do. And they're going to do daring, bold exploits. That's dramatic action if you ask me. God's church isn't going to be weak. God's church isn't going to be emaciated and anorexic or anything else. God's church is going to be stout and sturdy and courageous and strong. Not with physical weaponry but with Holy Ghost spiritual weaponry you hear me and all this town needs and every town that I know of is a good Holy Ghost revival and people to get the Holy Ghost people to be healed and you can't mully grub around and tell yourself ain't nobody ain't nothing you can't do it that way you gotta lift up your eyes and you gotta look to your maker and you gotta have faith in him you gotta be like Abraham who against faith and hope believed in both of them. And everybody said amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Give my God a big hand. Amen. 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 I couldn't help but think when the individual told me all that stuff. And I couldn't help but think. And I have told you before and I'll tell you again. Unabashedly. And with no conceit whatsoever. You won't get what you get here just anywhere. And that's exactly what that person was saying, weeping, crying, just broken up in every which way. Oh, yeah. Everybody said praise the Lord. Now, you all just want to know if I said yay or nay, thumbs up or thumbs down, don't you? Well, you're just going to have to live in suspense. Amen. But let us take a moment, lift our hearts with our hands. Let us worship God. You're so great and so mighty, Lord. And you are so holy. We thank you, Jesus. Come on. How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? Came out of the wilderness. Came out of the wilderness. How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? I'm walking with the Lord. Walking and talking with him. How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? Come on. Came out of the wilderness. Lord, 
Love the Lord a minute here. I thank you, Jesus. I praise your holy name. I worship you, Lord. Thank you, dear God Almighty. I praise you. Jesus' great name. Jesus' great name. Thank you, dear God. You know what this is? Is good enough to see what that is? It's a quarter. You know what TIPS stands for? Sure, professional service. And one time in my life that I know of that I had to send a signal to my server that they did not give me professional service. And I left a quarter. That's what that signifies to a server, that they did not provide professional service. Only once. But I have had some that I felt like maybe I should have given them a quarter. But I tried to be a little more high-minded about it. But I'm going to tell you what. There's a restaurant that I have gone to a time or two. I haven't gone recently. But there's a, a young lady uh, that works there. My wife and I have met her. And uh, uh, it's not Chamaqua, but it's something like that. I can't think of it right now. Chantel? Chantel. Chantel. And I told her, I said, I wish that you, I'd invite her many times to our church. I said, I wish that you would come. And in my heart, I was saying, I wish you'd get baptized and get the Holy Ghost so that you could show people how to have a personality like you have naturally. No telling what it would be like, like to the millionth power with the Holy Ghost. Show people. We are not the first church of the Frigidaire. And we are not serving as hors d'oeuvres sour lemons. Okay? We have the Holy Ghost. We have the sweetest gift that you can have. And we want that to be conveyed. We want people, we want to draw people to us. We want it to be like a magnet. We want them to come to the church. So I'm going to tell you, if, if you don't have the money, 
I'll let Marvin give it to you. And you can go down to the Cheesecake Factory. But make sure that Chantel is doing the front desk. And you will see what I mean. Always a smile. Just beaming. A beaming smile. And I lost. But a beaming smile. And polite. And takes an interest in you. And when she gets to know you, finds you the table you want, no matter how busy it is, and gets you seated so quickly, no matter how busy it is, and that just absolutely go out of her way to make sure that you get a professional service. I want people to have a Holy Ghost service. I want to provide them with a glimpse of the things that, that are godlike. I want to be godlike. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. So that's part, I do believe, that is part of he that winneth souls is wise. That's just a part of the definition. There's a lot of teaching on that there, but, but that's part of it. And let us dedicate this new year. We're only 20 days into it. And let's just tell ourselves, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and tell God to get rid of all this junk in my system. And, and that, which I don't even see and I'm not even aware. I want to get rid of it. And it's going to be so much nicer tomorrow because you girls won't be rolling your eyes at school. Oh, did I say that? in the same room three inches from you but act like you're not there or very <laughs> you know come on you get that smile get that Holy Ghost working amen come on you shake off all of them boogaboos get rid of that junk amen and amen and amen everybody said hallelujah you know what we we tell uh, we tell uh, Yehida we tell her that have to send the angels by to kiss her again and get them dimples going. Because when she starts smiling, them dimples, they show themselves. Amen. So I don't know. Maybe we need some more people to get kissed by angels, huh? Everybody said hallelujah. Even the angels will show you how to rejoice. <laughs> you just do a little repenting and watch those angels start rejoicing. Everybody said hallelujah. Give God another big hand. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.